the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. And it's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. And we have a great show for you today. We'll get right into it. Of course, one of the big stories of the spring has been Blue Darter baseball, the success of a Popka Blue Darter baseball. They have finished a very tough district, one of the toughest districts in the country. As the number one seed, they'll head into district play next week at Jay Barnes Field in Apopka, um, also captured the Metro Conference West title as well, and many other accomplishments. We're pleased to be joined on the show today at Porky's by head baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel. Coach, thanks for coming over. Great to see you. Great to see you. Thank you, guys. And Coach is definitely representing. He's got his blue darter, uh, royal blue cap, and, and shirt on. It's great to see. Also, John Perry, we're pleased to be joined by John Perry joining us today. Good morning, Roger. And, of course, John will talk about a variety of topics, um, and I specifically look forward to hearing from John about the the big event that took place at Jay Barnes Field on Wednesday night when, in a game against Okoy, when the jersey of longtime coach Sonny Wise was retired and a lot of great Blue Dart alumni came back to experience that event. Also, we look forward to be joined by Coach Rick Darlington at about 11.45, and he'll give us what is going to become a weekly report on a popular Blue Darter spring football. So that's what's on tap for today. Friends, we're glad that you're joining us, and we're pleased to, we're excited about the, having some great guests to share with you today. Uh, first of all, why don't, let's go to Coach Mike McDaniel. And, Coach, just uh, give us, share a little bit about what you'd like our friends to know about the program at, at this moment. We are in a, in a really good place um, in our program right now uh, in sense of having some success and also in sense of uh, the community uh, really backing us and, and all the things that are going on. And this week was a, a monumental week uh, for a pop uh, Blue Dart Baseball in 2018, uh, being our first year as a staff, being there um, and, and being welcomed and being uh, embrace the way we have and, and you know not just by the, the players but the people in the community are starting to come back to Jay Barnes Field and uh, makes it a, a really nice uh, event uh, each time we play uh, and you know this week obviously there, there were some really nice things that happened with um, you know Coach Wise and, and uh, he got an opportunity to uh, spend a little time with our current players and you know a lot of the, the former players that uh, are daddies of the guys that we have right now and that's something that uh, it runs deep and and that's uh 
something that cannot be broken and and we really uh are, are fortunate to to be in this place right now and um and and we're happy and we're excited um we've accomplished some good things but you know we keep telling ourselves and telling each other that uh we aren't finished we we have some unfinished business to take care of and um you know tonight we're going to honor the seniors the eight seniors that uh have been in the program uh their entire careers and um you know, give them that moment with their family on the field, uh, and and give them some some nice uh, parting gifts for the regular season, and and get ourselves ready for the postseason, which for us begins next Wednesday. Very exciting time for a Popka Blue Darter baseball, and we're very pleased to be joined by Coach Mike McDaniel joining us live at Porky's to share about it. And Coach, you know, don't even where to start, but so many momentous occasions and events taking place in a very short period of time. Uh, picking up a bringing home some hardware the metro west championship the event for sunny wise which was a truly historic event last wednesday which don will talk more about as well wrapping up a great regular season or in the the brink of wrapping up a great regular season senior night tonight as you said and then you know heading into the all-important district playoffs next week so it's a, a it's a great time to follow a popka blue daughter baseball and congratulations to you on a, on a great first season as, as well. Thank you. You know, it, it's about the players, honestly. Um, they're the ones, you know, coaches, we, 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 don't, uh, we don't play on game night. Um, but it's fun to uh, be involved with them and, and, and go to work with them each and every day and roll up our sleeves. And uh, they have, uh, have done a tremendous job. And the credit goes to, to them. Like, they're the ones who have bought into this. And they're the ones who uh, sacrificed so much uh, to, to accomplish these things. And it's, it's, it's rewarding to see them have a smile on their face when, when they do some good things like this. We're speaking with Apopka Blue Darter head baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel on Blue Darter Sports Central. And, and coach, before we go over to John Perry, I want to also just say, and as I've said it before, but I can't overemphasize it, really appreciate you know, the heart that you have for the tradition and the legacy of the program and, and welcome the alumni and, and, and welcome uh, conversation and reflections on, on the past. I think that's a huge part of the of Blue Daughter baseball and it's a huge part of Apopka. And, you know, not every coach uh, gets that. Not every new coach gets that. So very pleased that, that, you, know, that you have a heart for, for us old guys there. Of course, John Perry's a, a Blue Daughter baseball alum as well as, as, as myself. And I, I do want to mention briefly we may get to this, friends, or we may not um, on today's show because we've got such a great lineup today. But there was a wonderful event um, on last Saturday in that the 1968 Blue Darter baseball team had their reunion, 50-year reunion, headed by David Logan, who was a catcher, outstanding catcher on that team, three-year starter. And I actually recorded some interviews up there. We may hear from some of those on the show today. We, we might not. But I, if, you don't, if we don't, we'll hear from them very soon. But it kind of fits in to our conversation um, right now about just the power of a Popka Blue Rider baseball and the fact that there's so many people that feel connected to it and feel connected to it down through the generations. And, and, um, and of course, as I said before, John Perry's a Popka Blue Rider baseball alumni. And, John, and of course, you covered the entire – Sunny, Sunny Wise era. In fact, I'm not mistaken. I think you had just kind of started with the Chief in the spring of '79, if, if I've got it right, uh, when the, Sunny Wise first year as head coach. Yeah, I actually started in April of '78, so it's been literally been 40 years, um, which means I didn't have gray hair when I started, like it's you know full of gray now. But uh, yeah, '79 was when Sunny started, and, and that's the first season I covered. 
Uh, and and so, you know, yeah, it's just been. I mean, there's a lot of things I've run through my head uh, when when Mike first told me about that they were going to honor Sonny and retire his jersey uh, last uh, this past Wednesday night. So, um, you know, I know that first team, they, the first team made it to this. Uh, it was class, I think it was the class 3A, if I'm not mistaken. There were only four classes. But anyway, it was the next to largest class. that Apopka hadn't quite grown that much yet. And uh, they played the – Popka hosted the Final Four uh, for that class, but it was held at uh, Tinker Field in Orlando. And, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, – that semifinal thing was was uh, a game that a pop, Popka ended up losing in the semifinals. Yeah, uh, I – I gotta Jeff say Agater this. A Jeff Agutter had literally had a perfect game going, and and uh, and then there was a fly ball to center field that, and I remember the young man's no, I'm not so young anymore, but the 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 man's name who who misjudged it and, and didn't wasn't able to come up with it, uh, but but we'll we'll leave him out of that this conversation for right now. But I'll never. Sonny gave me probably one of the greatest quotes I've ever had, and and that was the, my first year in the business, and. Uh, he said it was like as soon as that happened, after that happened, everything just fell apart for a pop. It was it was just and it was late. It was probably fifth or sixth inning. He said he said it was like a sixteen car pileup on I four, and and you know it just yeah, it fit. Base running here. It was it was just all it was it was uh you know the I'm trying to remember was that Tampa Jesuit they were playing. I think it was Bowles. Bowles, that's right. Bowles and Tampa Jesuit beat Bowles. In the finals, if I remember correctly, so uh, you know it was uh, one of those things where it was, and, and I, at that point I knew this this program was in pretty good hands. It seemed like it, and uh, and sure enough, it, it obviously was. And you know, had two two state runner up uh, finishes, and and uh, you know, once once uh, fell to Lake Brantley uh, of all teams in the in the state final, and then uh, and, and then and a guy Christopher who's living in a popka got. T- Cut the game. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole nother <laughs> issue right there. But uh, yeah, four, four Lake Brantley. By the right, way. yeah, four Lake Brantley <laughs> hit a bases loaded two out O two triple uh, in the first inning, and and that just broke it open. That, yeah, that yeah, was, that, was that, another sixteen car pileup actually. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know the team battled back that night, and, uh, but uh, the final was like thirteen six, thirteen seven, something along that line. So uh, you know. Um, and so, but anyway, they they've had some really great, great teams, and you know, seeing those guys the other night, a lot of those older guys that that have played, and and there was only one guy I didn't recognize, and it was Michael Hind of all people, because and he was one of the better hitters that Sonny had through the twenty five years there, and he just you know changed enough, had glasses, little little beard, and and that type of thing, and and so, uh, you know, good to see JT Wise and. Uh, he looked good. I know he's he's out of baseball now and, and living in Las Vegas, married and got a, a child, so doing real well. And uh, I know, and some of them I have kept up with on Facebook, and others are just but they've been around, and, and I see them from time to time. And others I haven't seen at all, uh, but I did recognize them, you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was it was great to great to see some of those guys who had played for Sonny, and, and great to see Sonny. He's doing well. I, I think he's enjoying life as pitching coach for. Okoe High School baseball team, and uh, you know, of course, Bobby Brewer, one of his former players, who was on that on that first team uh, as a third baseman, was uh, you know his head coach over at uh, over at Okoe. So, uh, bottom line is uh, that was a great, great thing that 
that uh, Mike and, and Russell Wombles, the athletic director at Apopka, uh, were able to do. And, and I, was, I was real glad it worked out. And it was a nice little ceremony. Uh, they did it right before the game. It took a few minutes. It was perfect. Uh, just really thought it was well done. And, and the, the, the shadow box with the jerseys and, and that type of shit thing uh, they gave to Sonny was perfect. Uh, just and, and you know, nice words that Russell said because uh, Russell played for Sunny as well. Uh, so you know, it just there's that tradition, and, and uh, you know, I think it's ESPN. You know, tradition never graduates, and, and uh, I think that's so true in a place like Apopka. And there's tons of other places around the nation that have that same feeling, and uh, it's it's um, it's special to everyone involved. That's for sure. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're getting our weekend started off just right. In fact, we're getting it. We're starting off officially. We are at the official place to start your weekend, the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're talking Blue Darter baseball at the moment. We're pleased to be joined by head coach, Coach Mike McDaniel. John Peary is here. And all, we're looking forward to being joined later on the show by Coach Rick Darlington to give us a report on spring football at Apopka. A lot of wonderful things happening with Apopka Blue Darter Athletics, and I want to take this moment to remind you that Florida Door Solutions supports Apopka Blue Darter Athletics and all the programs you hear on 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown radio station, and especially Blue Darter Sports Central. If you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at fladoor.com or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter well, John and Coach and Joe will go to break here in just a, 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 about a moment or so, about a minute or so, or less than a minute. When we come back, we continue to look forward to talking about Blue Darter baseball. There's so many great things to talk about. And just as we close out uh, and, and go to break, it, it just kind of occurred to me. Well, well, I want to say something about I'll say something about Bobby Brewer when we come back because, ironically, you know, um, we, we were the game was against Okoy. We're actually Sonny Wise, as, as John said, is now the pitching coach, and Bobby Brewer is the head coach. Of course, uh, very few people have contributed more to a Popka Blue Daughter baseball than than Bobby Brewer, and I've got a story about that when we come back. And he's the head coach over at Okoy right now. Of course, he's well known as the head coach of the United States Champion Little League back in a uh, popular Little League back in 2001. Well, friends, we're going to go to break right now. We'll be right back from Porky's on Blue Daughter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We're getting our weekend started off just right. Front porch at Porky's. Original barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Come on down and see us. A lot of exciting things happening at Apopka sports-wise, and we're talking about them right now. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by... Joe Ferraro, okay. joined by head baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel, and by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. We'll continue our conversation of Blue Darter Baseball, and then looking forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington for our final segment about 11.45 a.m. Uh, with a report on spring football, and then we'll be having lunch here after the show. We invite you to come on up and join us. And uh, Once again, it just um, of course, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about senior night coach in a moment um but as right. as we're as i'm just listening basically to you and john and there's so many things memories that pop up and two things one i'd like to share and 
And I, I do want to say, too, uh, it was a lot of great tributes on Facebook to the event Wednesday night, uh, Coach Wise having his jersey retired. And I, uh, one of the ones that I saw was from uh, the Kirkland tw- uh, twins, you know, uh, Derek and Daryl, or I know I'm flubbing one of them's names, but no, no, they, and they're not twins; they're, they're brothers. It's, it's, they, not, it's not not Derek, but right. um, Derek and Daryl. And um, anyway, um, you know who who played for for Sonny and you know right. during a great era, of course. And you know their dad, Donnie, played with me, uh, was in my class on our district championship team in '75 for Pete Dunn. And then you know Donnie and I started playing a, a pop, in Popka Little League along with John. Back in 1968, but um, but but anyway, the point was a tribute that they made to Bobby Brewer, which was about as good of a tribute you can you can make to anybody. Um, and, and of course, Bobby played. He was on that first 1979 team. One thing I remember about him was, if I remember correctly, and John, if I don't have it wrong, correct me. But we were in one of the rounds. They've changed the terminology of the playoffs and stuff, right, but. Right. We were playing single elimination ball, let's put it that way, in the playoffs. And we'd had that great season, you know, wonderful record, hardly lost a game, great pitching staff, very optimistic going into the postseason. And we ran across Oviedo either in the first game or the second game. I think it might have been the first game. Pretty sure it was Oviedo. It was one of those games where nothing's going right. All of our line shots are they're catching it right at somebody. Every blooper they hit's falling in. Calls aren't going our way. And we're behind almost the entire game. To Oviedo, it looks like we're going to – we're going to be eliminated in the first game after this great season. And so anyway, I, as I remember it, Bobby Brewer came up late in the game and, and, and got a double that basically was effectively the winning, the winning hit. So that's that's one memory I have of, of Bobby Brewer. Well, I, I can tell you one of his younger brother, Rodney. Uh, so this was uh, – Rodney's three or four years younger than Bobby, I guess. And, uh, you know, they were playing in the uh, – the, the Popco was the one seed, and the district in, at that time included teams like – Seminole High and, and Spruce Creek and Mainland and whatnot, and uh, they were playing in the old stadium over in Sanford that where they used to have major league spring training games and you know big cron- concrete outfield walls and stuff like that. And Apopka was down one to nothing. Apopka had pitched. They were playing in Mainland, if I remember correctly, and it was a the ones Apopka was one seed, Mainland was whatever the bottom seed was, and it should have been one of those games where they just walk cakewalk through it. Well. Sonny, and he told me he learned a lesson here. He he pitched his number three guy, that who was a fine pitcher, Steve Thomason. I remember he, he was he was a good high school pitcher, and and Popka was winning one to nothing. I mean, uh, Mainland was winning one to nothing. It was a Popka offense that day that was was having issues, and uh, bottom of the seventh inning, it, Popka's trailing one to nothing, and Rodney Brewer, you know, just crushes one. Over the the right field, right, right in the left-handed batter, and he crushed one over the right field fence to tie the game, and then popped one in the in the eighth uh, to move on. But uh, there was another great sunny quote says, "I just prayed to Jesus to climb in His body and hit that ball over the fence." And <laughs> and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Uh, well, at least Rodney hit it. I, I'm not sure whether the Lord had anything to do with it in terms of uh, physically or not. But but it was it, it was one of those things where it was just this magical season was going down the tubes in a hurry, and and it wasn't because of the pitching. It was because of the the offense. Which the, the team just you know thought they would cakewalk through Mainland because Mainland was not very good. And uh, but anyway, just just one of those uh, those stories, and and you know. Between Rodney and Bobby, there's probably a lot that a lot of people could tell, and some of it might be able to be told on the radio. <laughs> Another great story, and that's one of the great things about 
Blue Darter baseball, once you start telling stories, you you, you hear so many more come come to mind. And um, it's also a testament that's why you know, postseason baseball is so exciting too. Uh, in high school, you know, you got the one game, one off yeah. day can can kill you. Right, and and you can even have a, a pretty good day, but if you've got a stud pitcher on the other team, and and maybe the rest of the team is average, baseball is the, the game. Plus, you mentioned a while ago, you you can slap the ball like crazy. But if it's at somebody, they're going to catch it, and then the next kid bloops it, and he's he's standing on second because it's a little blooper over the first baseman and between him and the and the and the right fielder, you know, down the line and stuff like that. And it just baseball, you know, it all kind of all washes in the end, I guess. But but it's such a different game than than uh, you know football or basketball because of the the nature of the game, just because of it, how it is. And of course, postseason coming up, we'll talk to Coach McDaniel about that here in just a moment very exciting we'll be hosting at jay barnes field and literally it's actually been acclaimed as the strongest high school baseball district in the country and uh, we'll be starting our play next week at jay barnes field i um one more memory i want to share though before we go back to coach mcdaniel and this relates to the 68 team uh had the reunion last Saturday and congratulations once again kudos to David Logan he organized that whole thing coach Connie McHamrick who was their coach came down from North Carolina wow and um and actually just a little a few things about that team uh, Popka baseball was in a shambles um when coach McHamrick came I we literally didn't win a game the year before and uh, he, he said he thought they might have won one but um I remember being at a game they were losing about 20 to nothing yeah that, that's where a Popka baseball when was when Connie McHamrick took over as coach in 1966 by the time that his third year they had this had won a, a school record of wins 18 and 5 won the orange belt conference which was a really tough baseball conference uh, back in the day and um you know uh, you had, had, had an outstanding team but anyway so one remember memory i have of those years is bobby sherman was one of the outstanding athletes we ever had at a pop get three-year starting quarterback in football outstanding pitcher a three-year starting pitcher, the lead pitcher, um, and Don Kilpatrick, who was the other pitcher, was an outstanding pitcher, too. Had a great one-two combination. But anyway, when I heard you say DeLand, every time I, I, I hear DeLand, and DeLand's a great baseball town. Of course, they got the, the beautiful stadium over there, uh, Conrad Park. Um, and and um, But we, we played DeLand over here with the Orangeville Conference Championship on the line. I think it might have been the last game of the season. I was in sixth grade. And Bobby Sherman pitched a no-hitter, had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning, You know, pitched his side of it, got Deland out. Uh, we scratched out a run in the bottom of the seventh to win that game. That's a memory that I'll never forget. So anyway, you know, and, 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 and here we are playing Deland tonight for senior night 50 years later. And, and, but now let's go back to Coach McDaniel. And, Coach, can you talk about uh, just talk about senior night and, and, and some of the guys? Because I know it's, it's, it's a very special entity all into itself, you know, regardless of what the season record is, regardless of what kind of team you've had. Fortunately, we've had an excellent season. But just talk about senior night specifically. Well, senior night is uh, an event for uh, the parents and the players to be recognized for all their service and dedication to Popka baseball. And, you know, these young guys, they, they spend so many countless hours uh, of their time uh, training and uh, trying to get themselves prepared to, to have success in the game. And the parents sacrifice so many uh, miles on their car and so many you know meals uh, for these kids outside of the home uh, that, that becomes uh, costly over time. And 
so we, we just feel like that this is something that we can do to give you know them just their, their moment of hey you know this is my my son and we're proud of him and we're also proud of, of you as parents for uh, continuing to stick with, with what you believe in in, in Apopka baseball and so we, we give them you know an opportunity to um, you know say a few words uh, uh, through speech and um, you know the parents uh, we, we get them you know some, some flowers for the mothers and uh, you know get a nice gift for uh, the players uh, each year you know something different um, but this year it'll be something that's really special tonight so uh, I think once they see it their their eyes are going to light up and it's going to be something they can keep forever uh, and, and you know like you guys are talking about with you know, 50 years down the road, I'm sure there's things that you have hang on, hung on to that are keepsakes uh, from your time there. And this is something that they'll be able to have for, for their kids to see someday. And, you know, that, that's what it's all about is, is con, you know, continuing the tradition here that is so deep. And, and you know, there's so many people that have uh, pride in, and, and we want them to continue to do that. And, and tonight is one of those nights where, um, I, I think it's going to be a, a special feel for them um, just because of all the things that they've done. And, and, and you know, we're reflecting on, on a lot of years past. And, you know, they, they obviously don't have that many years, but I'm sure there will be some memories uh, talked about tonight about, you know, their career and some of the things that have happened in their careers as Blue Darters. Thank you for sharing that. It's a huge night, senior night at Jay Barnes Field tonight against Delan, a very quality opponent, you know, long talking about baseball tradition. They've got phenomenal baseball tradition over there. And uh, and once again, Coach, I you know, commend you because, you know, not every coach extends himself to, to make these kinds of wonderful events uh, possible for their team. And so appreciate the work that you've done and your vision and, and, and making a, a great senior night. What, what I think you expect will be a wonderful senior night, as you said, a memory that these guys will have, have for the rest of their lives. In fact, as you were talking, yeah, I fully suspect 50 years from now, the 2018 Blue Darter Baseball will be having their reunion somewhere. Yeah, that'd be great. And these guys, man. And hopefully you'll be there just yeah, like Coach Hamrick was yeah, for I, his guys. It's hard to think about that far down the road. Uh, we're, we're focused on all, all the things at hand right now. And, Especially in one, 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 uh, one, one elimination game ball, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the playoff system that we Single elimination ball. The playoff system we have now is, is um, extre- um, extremely tough. And, and you know, any anytime that there's, you're facing the brink of elimination in one game, uh, I'm sure that uh, – you know, guys will feel some kind of a pressure, but we talk about that all the time. And pressure comes from within, and um, if you're prepared, that usually becomes a lot less. And and that's what we want to do is we was we just want to be prepared every day. And and I think that we got uh, the guys that do that very very well. No, that's great. We're very excited about the game tonight. Going to go to break here in just a moment. John, you have a, a, a comment? Yeah, I just want to ask Mike. Obviously, Wednesday, you know, we can assume you'll be facing Lake Brantley. Well, Lake Brantley has to play Wakaifa on Monday night. Uh, but the winner of that game gets you on, on Wednesday. Is it uh, all hands on deck in terms of uh, the pitching staff and that type of thing? Because, if you you know, Friday you can you can swim through, and, and it's the one time where it's not elimination. You continue in the regional playoffs, although you like to win and then play at home in the region. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty much uh, – Whatever it takes on Wednesday night, I guess. Absolutely, um, you know we got to go with our best, and 
if that means that our best uh, isn't the best, uh, we got to go with whoever we feel like right behind them uh, if they struggle. Which we, we don't, you know, we don't anticipate that to happen. Uh, but as we've been talking through this whole segment, uh, anything can happen in baseball. And so again, the preparation and the guys will know uh, beforehand, um, you know, and so they're mentally uh, able to handle it. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, pitches are finicky now. Uh, I'm a starter, or I'm a closer. Or, uh, so, but we'll, we'll have them prepared uh, for their roles and let them know that uh, that anything can happen. And you might be pitching tonight if we get into a jam. Right. Um, and then, of course, on, on Friday, uh, you know, you, you got to win on Wednesday. And you get to Friday, you're in. You're in the regional, whether it be as a, a winner of your district or a runner-up of your district, you're still in. And with this team, we talk about it every day, we just got to get in. Once we get in, we feel like that we can do some major damage and, and make, uh, make a deep run at this. And, nice. and not just the players, but, but the entire community believes the same thing. That's great. We'll be looking forward to it. Friends, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Coach Mike McDaniel of Blue Order Baseball, John Perry, Joe Fuaro, and myself. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Joined by Joe Ferraro, by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner, and by Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach of the Blue Darters. A little bit later, we look forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington to talk spring football we're getting our weekend started off just right, officially, with lunch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, better known as Highway 441. Also want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com support Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics on 1520 WBZW. Dr. Patrick St. Germain voted best chiropractor for now six years in a row. Let's go back now, going back to John and Coach McDaniel. And, Coach, can you talk about a little bit about, because it's been a very eventful season, and I'm sure you had some you know, major you know, stepping stones along the way. What were, as you reflect back on the regular season, what were some of the, the key uh, moments and, and key, key games along the way that, that really helped you get to the point where you are now, which are Metro West champions and capturing the number one seed in a very tough district headed into postseason play. Yeah, we uh, play one of the most rigorous schedules in, in the state of Florida. And there are games uh, throughout that schedule that really determine uh, where you're going to end up most of the time. And it's not always the wins that, that you look at. And, and I look at uh, when we made a trip to uh, St. John's River Community College and played uh, Trinity Christian, which is a, a very – a uh, good baseball program and was ranked nationally at the time when we played them. Uh, I'm not sure if they still are. I, I don't really keep up with them too much after we play them. But we lost that game three to nothing, and we gave up three in the first. And it was the best offensive team that we played the entire year because they just really uh, hammered out some great at bats. And, and Stewart struggled through the start, uh, but it made him grow up. And since that point. He's pitched extremely well and, and done a good job of leading the pitching staff. And 
the key to our season all year long, yeah, yeah, we've scored some more runs this year than we have in the past. I think we're hitting about uh, 286 as a team, which is which is really good uh, compared to some of the other teams that we play and some of the uh, starting pitching that we see. Uh, West Orange, you know, I felt like had the best starting pitcher that we've seen in, in Doug Nikhazy, and we end up winning that game in nine innings, and uh, he had punched us out uh, 13 times. And we just refused to give in. And, and that game was a, a, a deal breaker in where we're at as well uh, because it meant so much at the time because we had beaten them at home uh, and, and then had to go face him at their place. And, you know, it's a one to nothing game in the sixth inning and we hit a homer to tie it and then get him out of the game and get to their bullpen. And we end up scoring three in the ninth and we win that game four to one. And that was a major turning point for us because I think we were still searching for our, our identity a little bit. And even though we had beaten some good teams along the way, uh, we felt like those two teams and those two pitchers uh, that we faced in both of those games, it made us better. And, and it challenged us uh, throughout the course of, of the season. And on the spring break trip, we, we played a team from uh, – Mustang, Oklahoma, which was the 6A state champs there, which would be equivalent to our 8A, um, and was in control of the game and, and ended up uh, you know, dropping that contest. So those teams that, that we played along the way, it tests us to see where we are in our season. And, you know, when we put the schedule together, we try to, to do that early and sometime in the middle and then again at the end. And, you know, obviously tonight, DeLand, uh, even though they're about 500, they've played a really tough schedule and they have some really good players. So um, those are the things that, that we try to look at. Um, but, you know, our starting pitching has been amazing over – uh, the course of the season and, and I think that's why there were so many questions coming into this about where would a Popka baseball be because no one really knew um, that we would be getting contributions uh, from Caleb Stallings who has had an outstanding year uh, Jared Tyner who threw a shutout the other night against Okoye uh, in, in the role that he's been in and he's been a guy that's been our third starter but he's also been in relief on the, on the two game weeks and he's done a tremendous job and you know if you look at those guys performances and their strikeout to walk ratios are in the three and the four to one range no one knew that that was going to happen uh, no one knew that we were going to play two freshmen in, in matt prevesk and, and garrett brewer who is the son of rodney brewer who's an, a great apopka uh, alum here and uh and the nephew of the greatest, and the nephew of Bobby, which we discussed earlier, and you know it was funny because I was joking with Bobby the other day. I said uh, I, I might be the dumb one because I put Garrett in the lineup. You know how to get him out, and he said, "Well, actually, I don't." So, uh, <laughs> so that was a pretty uh, pretty cool moment. Um, but nobody knew that we were going to get um, you know guys that were in reserve roles to come in and do the jobs that they've done and get some pinch hits. You know, uh, uh, Timmy Harper's gotten some really key pinch hit. Uh, you know, base hits for us in RBI situations. And, you know, little Greg Hemmings got a couple of um, hits in situations and drove in some runs. And Dylan Moore is a sophomore that uh, has has stepped up as of late and played very well. So no, nobody really knew. I mean, there were a lot of question marks. And, and those guys have provided some answers uh, for us uh, throughout the course of the season. And, and that's been the, the key to success. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, our culture and playing for each other. 
And that's been something that's been really, really big is, man, these guys love each other. And I've watched them grow into that. And more than any game or any, any win or loss, like to see them really, truly deep down play for each other and love the, you know, to be beside their teammates has been a really special thing. And, and that's, that's created that unbreakable culture that we talk about daily. Thanks for sharing. That gives a lot of great insight into the program, and uh, you know, it helps. To, you know, it's obvious that you know hearing you talk why you've, why you've done well this season and had the success you've had thus far. Uh, and coach, can you um, tell, just talk about? You talked about the identity and you know finding your identity and the, di- the identity you wanted to have. Can t- tell us for those that haven't been to a game or you know what what, what is the, your identity as, as you head into the playoffs? What do you want it to be? Well, our, our identity is, is really built upon, uh, you know, our, our belief in one another. And, you know, when you see the, the, the senior leadership that we have uh, in, in, you know, Garrett Evans has been, a, a, you know, a catalyst for four years as, four year a, as a starter. And so his leadership is, is very noticeable. Um, and Alex Otero, who's had a, a tremendous year offensively, and, and you know Austin Reed has had the best year of his life, and he has uh, been phenomenal in the leadoff spot. Like his his uh, on base percentage is is you know one of the best in, in Central Florida uh, with the walks and the hits and the things that he's done. Um, so our our identity is our senior leadership has uh, created a, a great. Uh, energy if you will and, and our team is very energetic and when you see them play they fly around and make plays and you know they pat each other on the back and um you know pitching and defense has been you know a staple for us if you look at the games that we've been in uh we haven't really been we haven't given up a ton of runs and john probably knows this better than i do i don't i don't look at the numbers every day i look at the product that's out there uh but you know we, we pitch and play defense, and that's a, that's a formula. And, and offensively, we can play a couple of different ways. Um, you know, if we have to play in, in the short game and, and steal some bases and bunt, we can do that. Uh, and we can also bang it around a little bit. Um, you know, we, we got a, a lot of doubles and, you know, a, you know, a few homers as a team. And, you know, in high school baseball, doubles are power now since they changed the bats. Uh, you know, not as many balls are flying out of the park, um, although the hitters have done a, a good job of adjusting. Um, Throughout the course of the changes, um, you know, you know, they talk about the ball and this and that. And there, there's just a lot of factors that, that go into it. But our identity as a team is, you know, we're just uh, we're just really well led, and and we create a lot of energy, and and we really, uh, you know, we play the Apopka way uh, is the best way to describe that. And the Apopka way is that, you know, when you're playing a team in blue, <laughs> they're going to get after you. And they're going to play as hard as they possibly can, and they're going to do everything in their power uh, to try and to, to defeat you. Great insights from Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach of the Blue Darters. Once again, Blue Darters are on the brink wrap-up. It's the last regular season game tonight, correct? Yes, sir. Senior night at home, Jay Barnes Field versus DeLand. And they will head into postseason play, the district playoffs next week, and that will be hosted by... A popka at Jay Barnes Field, and very exciting stuff. And of course, once again, want to mention we'll head into district tournament as the number one seed in a very tough district, and also have captured the Metro Conference West championship along the way on excellent, very excellent first season for Coach Mike McDaniel. And uh, 
we look, we'll take a break here in a moment. Before we do, uh, yeah, we'll let you. Coach Darlington is on his way. In fact, they just saw him pull up, and we look forward to hearing have him talk about spring football when he arrives. And John, we got about a minute before we go to break. Anything you want to share about uh, else about the baseball or? Well, just that uh, you know they they have been a pleasant surprise, and he mentioned some of the names that uh, you know we, we all knew about Cam Stewart and Garrett Evans coming in, and a couple other kids. But th- those were the two main guys, and and uh, you know Austin Reed uh, has he's now a a solid bat in the lineup. Uh, he's it's when he doesn't make great contact with the with the ball uh it's 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 surprising when uh and he's solid as as a rock back there behind the plate when he's catching uh and and when he's playing the outfield uh the doing doing great out there as well and uh you know you got guys like donovan lynch who who maybe isn't having the greatest offensive season but he's had a few clutch hits and he's he's got the, the speed to play center field and and he covers it out there as well so uh you know bottom line is this team has really done uh I, honestly they've done better than i thought in terms of wins and losses and 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 you know d- despite those numbers the, the 18 and 6 uh, you know they, they've just performed better than than i i would have and i'm talking about strictly from a baseball standpoint you know character and all that really matters as well obviously but uh you know the 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 outcome the result is has honestly been surprising to me and uh you know, it all comes down to next Wednesday. And, I mean, the game tonight, yeah, that's great. That's important. But next Wednesday against uh, whoever wins the Lake Brantley-Wakava game, that, that's that's the key. And from you win that, and from there you keep going. Exciting story. Blue Darter Baseball 2018 playoff start, as John said, next week at Jay Barnes Field. Well, friends, we're going to go to our next break. Please stay with us on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We'll be right back from Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joined by Joe Ferraro, John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner, baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel, and now Coach Rick Darlington of Blue Darter Football. Coach, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. You're welcome, Roger. And, Coach, you know, into your, I guess you just completed the first week of spring practice. And is, is there a, a position group or a position that, that seems to be performing well to this point? No, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, no one really performed well in the spring. But, uh, to barely hear Yeah, okay. No. No, um, the uh, offensive line, we're trying to find two tackles. You know, they both graduated. I think we might have found a tight end or two, but tackle-wise, we're really not having too much success yet finding the right guys. And so um, running back we thought was going to be a strength, but uh, thank you, sir. But uh, we've had three of our backs – well, Neil was out with track, Cornelius Williams, and then he, I guess he pulled his hamstring yesterday during running the 100, and I heard he qualified while he pulled his hamstring, <laughs> which is pretty impressive, I guess. But And then Eric Wright was out with a back thing after a couple days. So that's disappointing because he's really good and really talented. He's a freshman. And then Ben Judd, who we thought was going to be a, a, a key contributor and 
back up Neil and uh, get a lot of reps while Neil was at track, he got hurt like the first day with a hamstring. So it's like, good gosh. So there go our top three wingbacks. So yesterday we had to play, you know, Corey at wingback and play uh, Akeem Brown at wingback. So we have a lot of backs, which is good, but we definitely have sides of injuries there, which is disappointing since we're basically in short britches, you know. And then uh, on defense, you know, too soon to tell. Just trying to find some guys. We're looking. We're having to play some guys both ways this year, which don't really love that, but it's kind of a necessity right now. So uh, got a long, long way to go. But I think practice has been very fun, very competitive, and the kids have had great attitudes about it because that makes it fun to go out there every day and coach them. And coach, of course, there are guys coming back who performed well to this point. You have some veteran guys that everybody knows about. Going in, you know, and this, I know it's just been the first week, but is, are there any some guys that have kind of gotten your attention, the newer guys? No, no, no. And that, unfortunately, I've kind of found out that as you go through the uh, off season, you kind of know what you got, you know, because it's not like we don't see them every day. You know, we see them every day, lifting weights, you know, doing seven on seven and all that. So. By the time we get to spring, we kind of know what we got. You know, it's not like all of a sudden, oh wow, we didn't know he could he could play. You know, I wish there. I wish that there's been a few little surprises, but again, it's too soon to tell because there. You know, we're still in week one. You know, but so no no major surprise yet. But again, maybe after the blue and white week, maybe we'll know more. That's you know the third week, so we'll have to see. So I'm not really disappointed in anything yet. Just. No one's really jumped up and progressed as, as fast as maybe we hoped. Speaking with Coach Rick Darlington on Blue Dart Sports Central. And, Coach, now along those lines, yeah, after the f- first week, say after the ne- ne- after next week, because, you know, the first week is not a whole, short. What do you say after next week? Where do you wh- want the team to be? What, what do you hope to have the team to have accomplished? Well, hopefully we'll find some guys for those positions that, we don't have filled yet the two tackles on offense linebackers on defense um, some D linemen you kind of solidifying who's going to play in the secondary so just really good I, I just want to feel more confident about okay that's really going to be the guy at those positions and you, how about the tailback position in your offense uh, we got plenty of them. You know, we got Corey back who rushed for a thousand yards. Akeem back was really good. So Eric Wright can play there. So we're solid there. That's not a worry. What, and, and Jackson, you know, Jackson Darlington, he's been a receiver during his career and also played the tailback position as well he's, and running back position too. Yeah, correct? he's more the fullback. He's more the lead blocker. You know, he's been throwing it really good. We uh, we keep stats every day on completions during seven on seven and during team and on Wednesday and Tuesday of this week those two combined Corey was 21 for 32 which is 66 percent which is really good but Jackson was 26 for 33 which is 79 percent so we're definitely throwing the ball more and probably more effectively so that's really been a big push this spring which seems like John will probably laugh that seems to be the push every spring you know to be able to throw it you know, more effectively. So hopefully, you know, some of these things we're doing from some more spread out formations will help us down the road, be tougher to prepare for. And along those similar lines, 
you know, as we've talked about before, and one of the things yeah, as observing your team play, I've, it's always interesting. You're always uh, constantly adapting. Uh, what are there some things that happened over, say, the past season or maybe two seasons, defense-wise, that that you know, would cause you to to adapt in a certain way? Um, I don't think there's any major scheme overhauls that we're going to do. You know, we've been running the same defense basically since 1991. So we know it. You know, Matt knows it. Tom knows it. Coach Granado, I, we all know what we're doing. I think it's always going to come down to we stop the run really good. We always do. But I think we got to do a better job in the secondary, and I think we will. I think Coach Granado is bringing a lot of passion and fire over there. And I think cornerback is not a position of weakness. I think Anthony Fieldings and Eric Wright and then Yermaya, I think, are three solid guys to work with there. Tyson Massey's been getting some work there. And so safety's really more the concern. You know, I find them some good safeties. Because we got Billy Riley back there. We've been playing Akeem Brown at safety. And, uh, you know, Jacorian could go over there and play some safety too. But just got to really find the right guys, you know. Because you hate to have to count on a guy both ways every down for the whole game, you know, because then they're going to kind of wear out maybe. You know, don't don't mind a guy playing both ways, but maybe not the whole game, you know. John Perry's here. John, jump in with a question. Well, you mentioned some of the, the passing that you've done. And uh, physically, the, the little bit of spring practice that I've seen, to me it looks like Jackson looks more like every day, looks more like Zach, his brother Zach, physically, I'm talking about, and the way he's approaching the passing game. Is is that an accurate assessment, you think? Uh, I think so. I think that um, he's really worked hard to become a quarterback and throw the ball with better mechanics and stuff. He definitely understands things right. like Zach did. He's a little bit bigger than Zach. You know, he's like 195 now going to his junior year where Zach uh, probably played his senior year at 180. Right. So, and Jackson's and, and Jack's a little, a little stronger, you know. Power clean, squats more. You know, he's not going to be quite as fast as Zach right. yet. Now, but now, he ran a four six nine when we timed him hmm. the other day. So, right. you know, he's he's fast enough. Right. And 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 he's but he's going to be a little bit tougher than Zach. You know, he's going to be the lead blocker on all of our power plays and stuff. So, right. we never really made Zach do that. Right. Zach was more of a true quarterback. Whereas Jackson could play probably four or five positions, you know, and play them all well. How about uh, Jalen Carter? Both ways, I'm sure. Yeah, because as much of a freak as he is on offense, blocking people and catching the ball, he's the same way on defense. He's just launching people. So he's going to be a great great player for us. The the tight end you mentioned, uh, you found somebody you think? Well, Fred Young, you know, who I did not know. I knew he could play receiver, but I know he could play tight end. And – He's been a pleasant surprise blocking as an inline tight end, and then when we flex him out, he's pretty uh, pretty sporty doing that stuff too. So, thank you, Coach, for a great report. Thank you, John, for being here. Coach Mike McDaniel, thanks for being here. Best wishes tonight at Senior Night, and then thank you, thank you so much. As we start the playoffs next week at Jay Barnes Field next Wednesday night, thanks to Joe Ferraro and Jeff in the studio. Friends, come on up and join us at Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.